I remember when I was a young teenager and my mom and dad would, you know, leave, go out somewhere. And my mom would always say, okay, when I return, I want my house to look the same way it looks, you know, when I'm leaving. So sure enough, up until maybe 30 minutes before they returned home, some reason my siblings would absolutely trash the house. They would tear it up. Things would be out of order. It would just look horrible. And I know that my parents would be coming home soon. So I would try to clean it up, but it did not work. My mom would walk through the door and the first thing she sees is the house is a mess. She would see things on the floor from the time she opens the door. She's walking through the house and everything's a mess. There's dishes in the sink. There's things in the living room, on the living room floor, just everywhere. And she would just start, I told you to clean my, keep my house clean. I mean, she would just be livid. And um, so of course we would have to get the house clean, but you know, she expected her house to be orderly She expected it to be clean. She expected it to be the way that she left it. She's like, you're not raised in a barn. This is not a pigsty. This is our home and this is how it needs to be. Thank you for streaming with us on It Was Found in My Heart. Me and my wife, Veronica, are here. I'm Gary. And like my wife's example, like her mother coming home to a house that is contrary to what she wanted it to be. And um, we want to go to when Jesus goes into the house, his father's house, or how she left it. Jesus comes into his father's house and it's not what God intended or expected it to be. And he cleans house. So we will start right there. Jesus coming into the temple, seeing things in a in disarray and cleaning house. So, you know, what kind of, what, what does that remind you of? You know, I know you gave us an example about your mother. So how does, how does a person relate this occurrence of Jesus going into his father's house to things that we are faced with every day. His father's house had a specific purpose and people were changing the purpose for his house. And that just did not sit well with him as, as it shouldn't. I mean, if someone were to come in my house and change things up to where they're doing whatever they wanted to do under the sun, everything that I was against, yeah, I would I would be kind of furious, too. Amen. You know, it just re- remind me the two the two areas of Jesus coming on the scene and doing the thing, according to John, just represents to me the intensity in which Jesus Christ lived his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was intense in his love for his mom when he honored her at the wedding feast and did this miraculous thing, his first miracle, you know, in Canaan mm-hmm. at this wedding feast. Right. So he went out there and did something and took something that was nothing and made something the best that it could be. And now he comes to the intensity of saying, 
my faith is deep. My faith is rich. My faith is in God. And he goes to the temple, the synagogue, or, you know, and, and he uproots the things that they have established in his father's house and says, no, you know, he was serious about his father and what the father's intentions and his plans were. So with that same intentionality, we as Christians, you know, should go forth and have that same intensity when we serve God. Right. Right. And, um, you know, I, before you mentioned that, I was looking at verse 17, where it says, then his disciples remembered that it was written zeal for your house has eaten me up. And that word zeal, it means it's an eagerness and an, an ardent interest in pursuit of something. So, and, and ardent means like fiery, the fiery pursuit. It's intense, like intense heat is, is what it talks about. And that's what Jesus came in there with when he drove them out. He had such intensity about what the purpose of his father's house was. And that's how we need to be with our faith in Christ and the things that we do for him that he he does through us with that same intensity, with that same fervor, with that same desire. We have to have that desire for our faith, for our father's kingdom, just as Jesus had for his father's house. Uh, you know, let's bring it up to our period of time so that we might see the relevancy of this act of Christ from a, from a perspective we may not have thought about. Um, he goes into this temple that was intentionally set up a certain way. God set it up a certain way, spoken it. This is how it should go. And yet people have come in and, and made an alteration to the intentions of what God wanted his, his house, his temple to be like. And so we can look at that from the perspective of, come on, reflect on your own life that, that this thing should be functioning your house, whether it's your house or your workspace. It could be your, 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 your cubicle at work will have the functionality accessible to you the way you intended for it to be. It's set up just for you, just the way you like it. For instance, I know a guy that had his office and it was in such disarray. Can you, can you share that one? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was being, um, you know, being nice. I was going to uh, organize his office. His things were like kind of just messy and, you know, kind of strewn all over the place. So I took it upon myself to go in and and um, just kind of clean it up, put things back into place, you know, where he could see everything. Everything would be right at hand. He could reach it, you know, from here. If he needs this, his books, his, his shelf, you know, did everything on his shelf, rearranged the books. And I walked out of there. I'm like, oh, this, yeah, he'll be able to operate, you know, pretty good out of this. And then I got a question someone asked. He's like, um, Veronica, can I ask you a question? Um, did you rearrange so-and-so's office? And I said, you know, all kind of like proudly and like, yeah, I did. And he says, so-and-so can't find a thing in that office. And I'm like, what do you mean he can't find anything in that office? And so I put everything back the way it was. I, everything on his desk was a mess. I, I 
took the books and put it back the way they were. I put all the papers and everything. I put his office back the way it was. And that worked for him. And so we look at it from men coming in, they're selling in the temple, they're doing all these things and they're providing all the necessary sacrifices and all this stuff. And, and Jesus goes in there with a vengeance, you know, he turns over a table and, you know, they're asking him who gave you this authority. And so he is saying, this is my father's house and my father's house should be a place of prayer. This is what the intentions of this place was to be a place of prayer. And so we have these moments where we have we invaded somebody's sanctuary, you know, and it's the same thing. The enemy has come and invaded God's sanctuary that we are being reconfigured to be something that we were never meant to be. And so when Jesus comes into our lives and when he comes into our lives, he comes in there with a vengeance and he goes in and upturns. If we allow him, I mean, these guys didn't come in there because it was his father's temple. So he had the right to go in there and uproot everything. We have the ability to say yes or no. And so when we say yes to him and we say, Jesus Christ, will you become my Lord? He comes in and he begins to slowly or quickly go through a process of, of uprooting those things that was not meant to be. It was not God's intention for us to go through all the things that we're going through to have this pain and sorrow. How do I know? Because heaven is not going to be that way. And the way it's going to be in heaven is the same way it was supposed to be before the fall of man. And so Jesus is coming and he's, he's, he's realigning us. He's opening our eyes. He's allowing us to see uh, beyond the darkness of this world, what his intentions was. So when we come, that's why God says, I want you to be conforming to the image of my son. It's that he's saying, I want to change the way you used to do things, the way that the enemy has come in and redirected and, and place this here and place that there. And there's that sorrow here, there's scar there, there's pain here, there's tears here, there's all these different things, diseases here and all these things. He said, I want to replace all those things with you coming to the understanding of what my intentions was from the beginning. And we can read the scriptures, but we just want to allow you to do the reading. And then if you um, have any questions, you can always email us. But uh, we just wanted to cover the things that was stood out to us about this act of what Christ did. We can say this is what he went through. He seen something that was out of order. He went in there with a vengeance, made a whip, you know, taught some people, chased out everything and turned over the money changers tables. And because he specifies this is a house, the intention of this house would be was to be a house of prayer. And he does the same things in our life. As a new creation, we have a new purpose and we need to follow that new purpose. We things that should not be in our lives. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to drive them out of our lives. Not that we do it ourselves, but we need to allow the Holy Spirit to drive them out of our lives. We need to pray and ask God to give us, as the scripture says, give us the ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, because there's a lot of things. And, and we're not saying that that you know we work for salvation. We're not working for salvation. 
we are working because of salvation, because of what he's done for us, then we do the work in the kingdom. You know, we are saved by grace. We are saved through the blood of the lamb, not by our works, but because now he has saved us. We have things to do in the kingdom. We have a way that he is calling us to to walk in this kingdom, to be the light to the world. And if we continue to flirt with the world and flirt with all these different things, that means he doesn't have our entire heart, you know? And, and I keep going back to the scripture in Jeremiah that says we will find him when we search for him with our whole heart. So we have to have that desire to want to be like Jesus, where he says the, the zeal for your house has eaten me up. I pray that the zeal for the kingdom of God would eat us up that we wouldn't want anything that was not like him to be in our lives. And that's the good side of that. You know, there's a negative side of having your zeal. I mean, we can have a zeal of setting up things, uh, creating environments and atmospheres to fit a certain persona or perspective. And we can have a zeal of, of doing all these things, you know, be busy, you know, getting all these busy things into in, into a church or in a ministry, um, almost like Mary, you know. Uh, Martha, you know, Martha was doing all of these things and, you know, getting busy and doing all this busy work and making sure everything is right and everything's in place. And then in the process of that, we lose sight of what we're there for. And Mary chose the things that was going to feed her spirit, not something that was going to distract her spirit. And so that's what was going on, I believe, in the temple is that they were doing all these things and it became a business and they had a zeal for it because they were there and they were doing it and it was profitable, you know, and I'm sure that the Pharisees and Sadducees profited from that, but it took away from the intentions of God. And so that is where we are in these verses of Christ going into the temple and doing these things. We need to reflect on our own lives. What is it in our lives that that needs to be uprooted? What have we held on to that was that belonged to the old man? And God said, no, we got a clean house because what my intentions are. And like you said, it's not about doing things for our salvation. Christ took care of that on the cross. What it's about is fulfilling the will of God. And his will is that we are conformed into the image of his son. And if we know the son, we know what we need to be conforming ourselves into. And so, you know, that's where we are right now. Allow the spirit of the most high God to come into your dark places, come into those places that was not the intentional tensions of God from the beginning or the original intention of God into clean house. You'll know if you draw close to him, he'll draw close to you and there's no darkness in him. So when you draw close to him, darkness has to flee and then light only remains. Okay. Amen. All right, so praise God. We thank you for tuning in to It Was Found in My Heart. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. We just want you to know that in the word of God, there is purpose. There is a plan. There is things that God wants to speak to each one of us as we open the scriptures, searching, finding in ourselves that God desires to teach each one of us. I'm no different. My wife's no different. Amen. We're all the same. But it's the same spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same teacher that will teach us all things and guide us into all truth. So in that note, pray in Jesus name that you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and clean house so that you might be the house that God intended for you to be. In Jesus name. Amen. 
You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's iwfimh at gmail.com.